See this episode's show notes for our unique promo code to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn when you sign up for a new account. Get your show on Apple and Spotify. Get helpful stats and all the support you need to sound your very best. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 279, and we are back live streaming, baby. And uh, that's right, it's a panel discussion for one of the, the, the latest Moon Knight TV show. And joining me, I'm your high priestess, Conchie Ray, uh, are a couple of other exceptional Loonies, um, big Moon Knight fans. <laughs> I'm going to call out first, uh, first. Paul, I was about to just call you Aussie Paul. <laughs> that that um, works so, for me. <laughs> how are you going, Paul? Welcome to the show. Yeah, really good, Ray. Um, look, just thank you for inviting me and uh, look forward to sharing, you know, the discussion and um, pleasure to be out here. And uh, yeah, let's let's, look, uh, let's see how we go with the discussion, but I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, no, no, no worries. I can't wait to get your thoughts. I got a little bit of a tidbit just before we went on air, um, but we'll get into episode three for sure um and and also yeah your thoughts on on how the series is tracking on a whole uh and also joining us is uh he look he's a podcaster as well 20th century geeks you would know the, the man he's making um uh, currently in the works of making a uh, uh a publication of moon Knight essays uh and also another uh show um stories out of time and space it's scott weatherly scott welcome back to the show Hey, bro, I'm good, mate. Yeah, thank you for putting me back on. Always a big fan of the show. Always a big fan of Moon Knight. Can't wait to talk about the TV show. So uh, can't wait to jump in. Oh, my gosh, yeah. They, this was a big whopper of, a, of an episode, so there's plenty to, to do. Uh, listeners, what we'll do, of course, as usual, um, we'll, we'll go through the show. We, we're just going to bounce out. I, I really want to hear Paul and Scott's thoughts. Uh, Rebecca and I did a reaction episode already, uh, so you probably know what we thought of it. Um, but, yeah, just to get into... Uh, Paul and and Scott's headspace for the show, as well as your loony feedback as well. So we've got tons of it again. Thank you so much. Um, please keep them coming in. We we can't uh, obviously kind of air them all uh, because there's a fair few of them. So so we'll just be picking and choosing as we go, uh, depending on where the conversation takes us. Uh, so before any of that, of course, a big thank you to our patronies. Thank you one and all. Um, you've managed to look, you know, more recently be able to to make us be able to live stream so uh very exciting new days uh you know you get to you get to see me a, a, a mug for radio <laughs> face for radio um but you get to see these other fine gentlemen as well so uh, it's just a bit of fun it's a bit of extra incentive and um yeah yeah it's a, it's a nice thing to, to put on uh a big thank you also to our primary sponsors drew tombs daniel doing and frank the tank uh always and um and finally, CLZ Comics from Collectors and Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. So, guys, here we are. We're gonna we're gonna kick off. Um, before we get into episode three, can I ask both of you? I'll start with Paul. Um, overall, like how how is the Moonlight TV show tracking for you? Yeah, look, um, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, definitely enjoying the you know the first three episodes. Um, I guess. You know, I'm 
a person that has followed Moon Knight for quite a while, in a, you know, since the mid-80s, and I, I guess deep from the comic book, you know, side of him, and um, I guess to see him translated to the screen, for me, just that alone is a big plus, you know. So yeah. that that alone excites me. But I guess um, it, for me, probably it's just the translation of the characters um, by the actors and and how that's come across. And, and I guess the, the, the differences we get from, you know, the, the takes on the characters and, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, I, I'm a bit of a traditionalist if I say that, you know, I, I guess I was really hoping to see Marlene in the show. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously we, we're not going to see that by the looks of things and it looks like we've got Layla as Marlene or, you know, playing that role. So, yeah, look, I, I'm definitely enjoying that. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I, I think it would take a lot for me to not like the show because I, I you know, anything Moon Knight, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. I'm not going to be really overly critical or too much, to be honest. I'm just happy to have some content and, you know, appreciate it for what it is. So um, I'm just taking the ride and just really trying to really digest each episode for what it's giving us. But the last one, you know, episode three was quite full of information. And I mm-hmm. guess we'll break that down a bit more as we go through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Two big things, I guess, that came out of episodes one and two that I want to get your thoughts and Scott's thoughts on before we go to Scott. Uh, so you talk about um, the lack of Marlene. I'm still hopeful that Layla is Marlene at the end of it. Uh, you know, my, my, my theory is that she'll make a fake passport to go to the US under Mar- Marlene Alrone. But, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that's my kind of headcanon. What are your thoughts, number one, on Stephen Grant and number two, Mr. Knight? They're two big pointy ends that we kind of identified. Uh, yeah, look, um, definitely with uh, Mark, you know, in the, in, the, in the recent episode, you know, we saw a lot more of him and, you know, mm-hmm. I guess, um, you know, there was a lot more action from him and I, I thought that really translated really well. You know, there was that real, there was some really good scenes in there in the recent episode and you saw him on the rooftop fighting the thugs and, you know, there were some really good scenes there and I guess it's, it's the switching between the personalities too. It looked a bit more... Um, you know, obviously he was coming to after being knocked out and then and then switching back to another location and all those type of things that we saw in this episode. But look, in the portrayal of Mark, I, I'm really, I, I've been more than comfortable with that, what I've seen so far. Yeah. Stephen, I guess, you know, obviously, you know, I guess we're linking, we're linking Mark to Moon Knight and we're linking Stephen to Mr. Knight. Yeah. And I guess the other, the other part too is, you know, Mr. Knight probably isn't coming across maybe as some of us are familiar with him in the comic books <laughs> as well, but it's, it's, it's the cost, it's the costume, but you know, it's quite a different take on him. And, you know, I guess that for me was a little bit different to sort of get used to it first, but I guess, you know, for Oscar to play this role and the, and the, in the, in the variations that, that in itself is a big thing. And he's, I think he's doing a great job. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know, I think, um, you know, we've, we've, we're likely to see, uh, you know, Jake Lockley from, you know, we probably have seen Jake Lockley in the, in the recent episode, but it hasn't actually been officially announced, has it? So, no, you know, there's, there's yeah. that, there's that, there's that teaser of the, you know, the third, the third personality. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and we'll yeah. definitely get to that yes. as well. I might, um, jumped the, I might have jumped the gun. No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> that, that's one of the great points of, yes, of episode yes. three. Um, yeah, up uh, Scott uh, as well. How, how you think? How's the series tracking for you? Are you enjoying it? Is it? Yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's um, they've clearly got like a plan. I think this is one of those things with, with a lot of the Disney Plus shows. It's sort of like you can take it episode by episode, and then you take it as a as a whole, mm-hmm. and then you can have two varying you know varying opinions. Like overall, it's good, but then certain things don't work. Episode one was fantastic. Like episode one was was brilliantly done. It set up the mystery. I, I actually kind of like this version of Stephen Grant I think you know 
introducing him first, I think, was is a nice way of doing it. Like, you know, we're so used to being dropped in with superheroes being like a bit of a badass straight away, you know, sort mm-hmm. of, or being that sort of archetype. So to be introduced to Stephen, I mean, we're coming in with this, you know, with pre-knowledge as fans, but to anyone else who's a bit more of a casual fan, going like, what's going on? This sort of, how is this guy Moon Knight? How is he a superhero? Like, I, I like the fact that they sort of trusted to the idea of the character and, and went with that. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode, really enjoyed it. Uh, the second episode, it, it felt like that thing of the, the MCU seems to do is they're like, okay, if we're ever going to do the serious bit, then we've got to have the comedy bit. Mm, and there was okay. a definite sort of swing into the comedy. And again, like, uh, and as Paul, you were saying, like, you know, Oscar Isaac's doing a fantastic job and he can do his range is perfect for this. Like, he can do it all. However, there's moments when I was in the second episode and I was like, oh, I, I get it. You know, you're trying to be that, you know, remind us that it's still lighthearted and all this other stuff. But it, it left me with a little bit of a bit of taste in my mouth. I was like, they, they, they introduced the Mr. Knight. Like, the costume looks great. And then to have him played for laughs, I was a bit disappointed. Uh, especially considering the marketing that had been released, which was clearly playing up the character as being tough and violent. You know, like the, mm. even the posters had him, like, you know, with his sleeves rolled up and with the batons yeah. and stuff. And I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get, you know, I'm thinking of like issue um, five, issue five of the Ellis <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah, so that's what I'm yeah. thinking, like, you know, and it, we're not getting that. Now. We may get there because mm. there was a switch with uh, things. However, in retrospect, watch like thinking on two, in then the framework of having seen episode three, you, I can see there's a transition, and I'm like, ah, oh, mm. okay, like, look, you've got to take each of these as chapters of a bigger book, like you would, like yep. you would as a as, as a comic. Um, and so I, I think back on it, and go, okay, it, on its own, two wasn't my favorite episode. I think the introduction mm-hmm. of Moon Knight as a character again was oddly um, uh, disappointing. You know, they're fighting the jackal, and then he's like, yep. yeah, I'm going to do this. And all he does, he runs across and impales it on a building, and then that's it. And you're like, mm. yeah, like, where's where's my Moon Knight fight? Like, where's yeah. the thing? And, and then you get episode three, and you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get yeah. everything. Uh, and it does feel like this is going to be a show of two halves, where this has led up to this point. Like, the, the, you know, you've basically sort of like, episode one, two, and three have led up to the end of episode three, and then there's going to be more. Um, and so I, I'm seeing it as a block i'm like okay cool i get exactly what they're doing now that thing of like you start with steven and you introduce J- a little bit of jake sorry a bit of mark and mm-hmm. then the second episode you get this sort of like you know uh sp- it's again more steven but you're getting more information about mark you're getting that sprinkling and then episode three we've got wait like, as you pull as you said way more mark and then yeah. you put you've got the influence and you, then by the end of that though you're starting to see that transition of them being able to su- transition between Stephen and Mark for the purposes. So they're like, he's the fighter. He's the, I don't want to say brains. It sounds sort of quite cliche. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And able to utilize yeah. and they have a purpose. So again, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging that. But more than anything, one of the things I was really pleased with it, actually in episode three that we'll get into is the, tr- is the relationship with Konshu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like episode one, you know, it starts like one of the best lines is sort of like, you know, like the, the idiot has control of the body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The worm. <laughs> The yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, like, yeah. he's like, you know, give, yeah. surrender the body to Mark. Yeah. And so you've had all that. And now by episode three, like, Conchu's like, no, no, let, let Stephen help. Like, you know, mm. this is the person you can help me do this stuff. So I like the fact that they've had that transition to becoming more of a team. Yep. But not but not to sort of keep the status quo. They obviously are going to throw in 
the knifing, we'll get to that. The the yep. sort of and then like when both Mark and yes, yes. Are like what what the hell is that? So I'm liking yep. the way that the, the, the show is developing, definitely. Yeah, it's um I mean someone pointed out in uh on Discord, but it was also shown as well elsewhere. I love it and, and you can relate it to how Mark and Steven are shown. As you said, there's also almost a waxing and waning of it. And and you mm. see, do you guys pick up in the credits as well? Apparently the moon, each episode mm. is waxing it's, and it's waning. Moving. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's this gradation that happens. And I love the fact that and you've actually made a parallel with Conchu as well. There's Scott that Intentional or not, that's what happens. He's slowly kind of he's slowly being introduced, but he's actually slowly um, investing himself in not only Mark but Stephen as well. So um, yeah, I think I think it's trickling along really nicely. Uh, we've already got some live comments, so this again is a live stream. So a big hello to, to Daniel, Lena, and uh, and Russell there, just leaving their thoughts. Um, yeah, Russell enjoyed the chat. Um, Oh, sorry, the episode, and uh, they chatted recently with Jed McKay as well, so go check out it on their podcast too. Um, uh, yep, um, so, yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm just having a look at the comments. Uh, there's a bit of interaction, just which is great, just within the group whilst we are live streaming, uh, so it's fantastic. That's that's what we really want to do, just kind of bring everyone together at some point and, and be able to chat and talk about Moon Knight, so um, really good. Uh, well, let's kind of formally get into it, and, guys, uh, don't get shocked because it's shocked a few people before when I, I play this transition. Uh, let's get into our, our Moon and Stars segment all about Episode 3, The Friendly Type. Yes, so uh, we'll be talking about, uh, in particular, episode three, of course, called The Friendly Type, uh, an open discussion with Paul and Scott and all the loonies who can who can contribute live stream, live comments, as well as all your feedback. Um, yeah, guys, this is it. Okay, episode three. We know your backstory now. We know how you're kind of entering into episode three. Um Paul, again, I guess uh, I'll open up with you. Uh, what did you make of this this episode? Or what what stood out for you? Let, let's pick a point straight away. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess you know, obviously, it opened with the the fake passport. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, for uh, for Layla, so that's how it sort of started. But I guess it ended up moved pretty quickly into that that scene where we sort of got the you know the fight, and um, you know, I guess you know, the, I guess my my. My take, my what probably my favourite part of the episode was um, the turning of the sky at the end. I loved it. Yeah, you know, it was just. Yeah, it was great. I loved how it transitioned to the screen, uh, the lights. You know, you could see the, you know, the I guess the the look of that as it was trans translating across the people in the, you know, in Cairo and the the nights and the you know the lights in the sky. So, just things like that, I thought was really well done. Um, for me, that took me back to I guess you know the. Um, Jeff Lemire run and I remember panels in those in that book where you know the the, the colors in the sky mm. resonated with me in terms of that you know that the the purples the blues and it you know that's just stuff that I picked up I guess being a comic fan but um that was that was definitely my favorite part and I guess it you know it, it was a real standout for me that's that part of the episode um mm -hmm. and it was it was so well done and I guess you know I guess as we saw how important that played in terms of what information it gave the guys, obviously, to get the location and all that sort of stuff as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, the, how, how they got the parchment and put it all together, and then you know, Conchu was yeah. able to turn, you know, turn it back. So that that was, you know, really for me, that was really the standout for me in terms of this yep. episode. 
did you um oh did anyone else just like get get goosebumps as well when Oscar or, or Mark talks about the overvoid again another mm. Lemire reference? Certainly I was like did. awesome, yes. awesome. So yeah. Yeah. from what we know as comic book fans and from what he insinuated in the TV show, these gods, um well, he said something about, you know, um um, return to your opulence of the of the overvoid, you know. So these gods are lounging around somewhere in this alternate. It's, it's very kind of cosmic, right? Um, yes. It has that connotation rather than say, I mean, actually, having said that, the Asgards are quite cosmic as well. But having the these Egyptian deities um, um, just using their influence on Earth, but they are actually in another realm, um, which uh, I think is really fantastic, and we are really touching. Um, on Jeff Lemire's stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice little uh, grab there, Paul, because I didn't lo- link that kind of night sky element to to Jeff Lemire, but you're certainly right in the sense that it was that, that deep purple. I don't know. I associate purple with the Lemire run as well. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that happening when he's in the cos, you know, in, in outer space and um, yeah, the, world. The, if you if recall, the, the coloring in those books was, you know, top notch. You know, yeah. it was a you know it was yeah. a standout for me, Geordie Belair, and Jordy you know I've, yeah. I've sort of followed her coloring from a lot of other books as well. But that you know that the purple just popped. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely as well. Um, Scott, um, for you, uh, episode three, how did how did you receive it after the first two, and yeah, what no, kind of stood out? Yeah, I loved it actually. It was a great episode. I think one of the things that stood out for me is again, it comes back to the way the episodes have been set up. Is you get we're getting sort of these overt actions and they're also still willing to sort of like drop nuggets of information mm-hmm. like n- n- not everything is in your face um and so like you said you know, there's the drop motion of the overvoid and that sort of thing but even in that first uh scene with Layla getting her passport there was the mention of that it was her father who was an archaeologist who got killed mm-hmm. yeah uh the fact that she wrote she grew up on dig sites uh, and all this other stuff. So, you know, they're setting up to be some sort of like a Tomb Raider, but it's quite clear that she is the um, stand-in for Marley. Now, like you said, they may change her name because they haven't given the name of her father at any point. But I like the fact that, like, they they mention that like, her, her father was killed, and there's, there's enough information she's there to link back to episode two when Mark was taken and he was in that sort of police car. Mm. And they were sort of bringing up the information about what Mark had done and killed those people on a dig site in North Africa. And so straight away, like you know, they're giving you enough information to be like, no, there's a, there's a, there's a, mess, there's a messed up history behind this. Like, mm. let's start putting this bits and pieces together. And again, as fans, we all know, and that's what it's filling in those gaps. But it's enough information there to keep you, or to keep fans, you know, viewers going like, what's that mean? What's that mean? Like the mystery mm. keeps going. And yeah. the same with the gods. Um, this idea that these sort of like ancient deities, or they're not even, well, they'd be perceived as deities, but. They are clearly like interdimensional beings. They've got some sort of power. Um, you know, Asgard is a physical place; like it exists in the cosmos. But this thing of the Overvoid seems to be, like you say, the way they described it and stuff is is outside of our reality. Mm. And they, but they, so that's why they have avatars on Earth just to observe. Yeah. Um, and again, you were given enough information to sort of understand the relationship between the gods. That, like you know, Amet or Amut has been imprisoned but conchu has been exiled because he almost exposed them to humanity previously so i'm like mm. oh, well, what was that like what, what yeah yeah there? you're right yeah there's more um, there's a lot more to it yeah yeah so they keep doing this and then like you say then you get the overt stuff like uh the fight um 
in the middle, which was fantastic, and we'll definitely get into that. And then obviously the big piece at the end, which was Conshu again, sort of like up until this point, has been represented as being I would say untrustworthy, but driven. You know, he's goal driven, he's mission driven. But at this point, sacrifices himself because he knows what's going to happen in order to give them the information by twisting the stars and stuff. So I thought that was all really cool. I thought that this is, um, as I said before, this is an episode, this is like a part end of part one. You know, like I'm like, okay, what's part two? Then where's this going to build? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought there's a lot of good stuff in this episode. Oh, no, no, uh, absolutely for, for sure. And and that thing with Konshu, it's always that thing, right, with Konshu, because as you said, he's been built up. He's a, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. Um, he, he'll kind of hang you as a, a as an avatar he won't let you go but then all of a sudden he does this kind of very noble gesture of sacrificing himself because he believes that earth or whatever they there's you know um, it's going to be real trouble so he he actually mm. really helped out and it, i think i like that because for me i'm, I'm loving the interpretation of conchu as well and i'd love to get your thoughts as well paul on that because yes. there is that kind of um um you kind of love to hate him but you have to not admire him, but you just go, yeah, okay. He's he can't be all bad, <laughs> you know. He's not he's not black and white. Um, uh, before we get just into your points, there, Paul. Uh, just before I lose them in the million of thought, millions of thoughts it running in my head at the moment. <laughs> um, what did you guys think also as well of that night sky scene, right? Because um, I've heard it elsewhere as well. Uh, everyone else saw that, so that is a mighty powerful thing that Conchu did. That's not just an illusion that he conjured up for for Mark mm -hmm. or Stephen and Layla. Everyone on Earth saw that. So, what implication does that have for for the, for the universe? You know, uh, he would have he would have um, been on Doctor Strange's radar radar for that. You know, he would have been on the Eternals radar for that. Um, so, yeah, just a thought on on that as well. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll 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 jump in. Like with yep. that, I I think you know, you you saw it, and, and it, you know, he's had to wind the sky back, and I guess you know. I guess we could sort of speculate what that means and 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 how other it affects things and how it was noticed. But I guess it I I reckon it will come come out in you know later on in, in you know whether it's in this series or other Marvel projects that the impact of that that actual scene itself because it, yeah, right. I guess it's it was actually such a telling scene. Um, mm. For me, it was quite you know quite powerful. That because I said you know, it was probably my favourite part of the whole episode, but. I think that's got the potential to play quite a big part down in the future, you know, if it's referenced back. And mm. I think that's that's where it really has the potential to do so. You know, I guess how how it will link into other things, you know, other 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 shows, other series, like you say, Doctor Strange or the Multiverse, or you know, we, you know, I'm sure there's probably speculation about Kang as well. So you know, mm -hmm. there's there's so many there's so many things that could happen, isn't it? And um, you know, I guess that's that's what makes it exciting because we we all wondering what it what it means. Yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> um, and, but and, and Conchu as well. How are you finding Conchu, Paul? Yeah, I, I'm. I, th I think he's great. I think I, I'm loving how he's been, you know, portrayed on the screen. You know, uh, I, I guess I'm loving the moments where he's chipping in and chipping out. Um, the voice, you know, the voice is great. You know, and it, you know, obviously as he's talking, you know, whether it's to Mark or Stephen, but I, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed seeing Conchu as as he is and. Um, you know, like you say, he could be that sort of person that you love to hate. But um, I, I think he's made this noble sacrifice, you know, for this. And you know, I guess what that what's that going to look like later on? Um, you know, in the next episode, you know, where do we go next? You know, like we're we're thinking that you know we, we sort of got this take that Mark um, has lost his power. So how mm, how how yeah, is it, how, how 
how is he going to go into next episode without his powers and what and what's that going to mean in, in their terms of their mission and what they need to do in their quest? So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that, that, I guess, you know, how does Conchu come back? But we know, we know, like in a lot of the comics, that you know, Conchu always comes back, or Mark yeah, reaches out to him. So, I guess that how that will translate in further episodes will be really interesting to see. Do you think we'll see, or do you think that's for another time? Do you think we'll see Conchu freed at the end of the episode, uh, at the end of the series? Um... Yeah, look, uh, look, I, I, I reckon, he, I reckon we will. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, I think there's more, there's more for him to, you know, to be played in this, and I, 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 I'd be pretty surprised if that's it, in terms of we see him in, you know, the actual form rather than, you know, you know, he's what he's done so far. So I'd be mm-hmm. very surprised. I'd be very surprised if that's it. You know. Okay. And how about you, yeah. Scott? What do, what do you make of uh, of how Conchu uh, has kind of sacrificed himself now, and do you think you'll <laughs> we'll see him again? Well. One of the things I thought about, I thought it was great. I, I agree. Like this idea of Conchu almost being that sort of, um, you know, external figure. Like, you know, there's no confusion in this one. That's one of the things. It's like they've clarified. Mm. Like the gods exist. The Egyptian, you know, uh, Inead exists. Uh, so this is not a part of, you know, um, Mark's uh, mental illness. It's, it's, it's completely. So I like the fact that they've given us that clarity. And I like, but I like him then as a character. Like you say, he's quite funny. He's got that sort of. He's got. He's got a personality. They could have just had him as a booming god voice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have given him a personality, which I, I really appreciate. Do, do you like his voice, Scott? As well, I just do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think I think the guy who plays him. I forget the guy's name. Abraham. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. He's he's perfect. Like he's got uh, that cool. sort of like you know he's got a commanding tone, but he he can mm. still play up the comedy. Like he, he's still funny when he takes the mick or he's been sarcastic. So. Yeah, I kind of enjoy it. Um, one of the other things, but building up to that sacrifice, the the, the sacrifice felt important. Um, I mean, it's because the first time he introduces himself to, like, properly introduces himself, really to Mark uh, to Stephen, sorry, is on that June. You know, Stephen's like, well, I've got this information, mm-hmm. but like he, he explains, he's well, I can't show the stars because stars shift, so we, we need the night from two thousand nine, two thousand years ago. And then you just hear the voice saying, "I remember that night. I remember every night." Yeah, and he's just—he's cool. now—he's presented himself to Stephen, which is a sort of like a sign of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so to build up to this sacrifice, I was like, "Yeah, this is really important." Mm-hmm. One of the things I was just thinking about, though, in fact, there's two things to sort of off the back of this. I went back and watched some of the trailers the other day, just as I was like, I was, I was curious about something. I think everything that was appe- that appeared in the trailers, we have now seen. Yeah, I mean, they they do a really good job in just um, using all the the footage from the first few episodes and mm. yeah. So we're in uncharted territory. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, cause the big forward. thing at the end of one of the trailers was the, the sky um, spinning. And mm-hmm. I was like, everyone was like, Oh my God, that's going to be the finale. This is a big thing. And then it's episode three. And I'm like, all right. So now I think we've pretty much seems to have covered everything that was in those short trailers. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so cool, there's it? clearly something bigger they're hiding. Yeah. So that got me onto something else. So you were talking about the powers. Will Mark get his powers back? Will Conchu be released? Mm-hmm. Well, if you if you wanted to go through, excuse me, to go through the bits and pieces, could episode three, one through three, be, I don't know, Fist of Conchu? Mm-hmm. So you've gone through this thing, you know, the six issue run where they were like, let's give him powers, and they were like, oh, yeah. doesn't quite doesn't quite work. Yeah, and yeah. so I I actually kind of like the idea of him being in a makeshift. I want to see Mark in a makeshift Moon Knight suit. Yeah. You know, like powerless, but using his own skills. 
Um, I want to see them now um, doing something like whether it be the bones, you know, that sort of like the skull yeah. head, like you know, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I want to see him in a makeshift Moon Knight outfit for yeah. Episode Four, like you know, and just using his skills somehow. Yeah, well, that I mean that that has been my like my speculation. Um, you know, and, and I'm hoping. Well, I know that yet yeah, expectations most likely won't be met so i've got to be prepared that you know what's in my head doesn't you know translate on train but that's what i that's what i was thinking i I asked that that's why i reason i asked you paul as well because i think potentially we don't see conchu and we get the full-on street moon knight making a makeshift costume because he's like okay well i'm still gonna be an avatar for conchu but i don't have his healing armor i don't have all the tricks that he's given me but i'm still going to carry out his will that's i mean that's how i'm kind of justifying that we'll get another costume <laughs> oh look look i think you, you could be onto something there ray it's um it's a good take and you know it, it, i reckon you could be actually really be onto something there. it sounds like it could well, be a possible direction yeah i mean we'll have to see <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> i'm always trying to will because you know i actually i'm loving the show i'm loving the costumes as well um but you know there is a little bit of us as the comic book fans and the the, the long fans of wanting a little bit more of the comic, you know, version. Um, but, but having said that, if it doesn't happen, you know, I'll be I'll be happy to just kind of work that. <laughs> um, uh, we just got a quick uh, comment here from Sir Dave Finn is saying eight out of ten. He's really enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Dave. Uh, he also talks about um, the split identities um, and the talking in the mirror. He's saying it's super cheesy, but apparently that's what people want. <laughs> so I guess um, I would have loved a whole new episode of him in full breakdown mode uh thank you dave uh, what are you guys thinking uh, have you guys um i guess looked at closely the portrayal of, of did here and um what do you make of how these identities interact um yeah i guess i guess with that it's just it's just a way that i guess they can translate it to us on you know via the mirrors and it's it's a good way to sort of cast those um identities yeah. and be able, be able to portray show them and i guess you you've got the the scene too where he's looking at the knife and yep. uh you know it's Stephen and mark talking to each other and you know denying that they've they've been the one that's done you know done it so mm-hmm. I, I i guess you know yes there is there is a touch of cheesiness to it i would i would agree uh but i i guess it's uh i guess it's sort of almost needed to translate it that mm-hmm. way in my opinion as well you know and but it, mm-hmm. And it sort of it, it it would probably help probably not your typical Moon Knight fan that knows nothing about Moon Knight Pride to probably help understand it a bit more. I guess if, mm-hmm. I think that's that's probably part of that reason. I, I reckon that's being you know visualised that way. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As Scott, you reckon as well? Uh, what, no, what I agree. You I mean, I think, yeah. It's it's. I mean, you got to remember this is a visual medium, so you've got to represent it. And part of the drama, especially in these first three episodes, has been about the discourse between Stephen and Mark. So you've got to represent it somehow. And I don't think you could do what has been offered in the comics. So when they have sort of like the main personality in and then like a faded, almost like a, almost like a force ghost sort of stood there. Um, you know, they often do that, don't they? Or they have it where they'll do the internal thing and they'll have them all talking. Like uh, like Bemis did and, you know, or Lemire's done sometimes. Like The show's got to move at such a pace mm. that I think they've got to do it. Otherwise... It'll grind to a halt. Like you've, yep. Um, you know, I'm seeing sort of, um, you know, the comment we've come with in a minute, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't see it's a real representation of, yep. of, of um, DID, but you've got to give people an access. Yep. 
and you've got to be able to have that sort of drama between the characters. But like they are, yes. let's be clear, Stephen and, and Mark are different characters. They're trying to portray it in that way. And you've, they've got to give people an entry point. Otherwise, it's just going to, it would, it would stumble over itself too much. Yes. No, absolutely. And, and I'm thanking Lena um, for um, dropping a comment here as well, because I was actually going to reference one of Lena's uh, comments in the groups, which uh, they really do outline. And exactly as Dave was saying, and, and you guys were saying, it is a little bit super cheesy, but that mirror thing is is very much a, a Hollywood trope. Uh, so it's, it's very much artistic license when it comes to how DID actually works. Um, but as, as Lana says here, uh, yeah, that was one of the aspects that was less realistic to real-life DID and more Hollywood trope. But other than that, they have been more faithful to actual DID than most other portrayals. So that's very comfort I mean, great to hear because um, they did take the time. I was telling Dave as well that they did uh, engage some consultants for that as well as um, consultants for the Egyptian side of the show as well as consultants for, for Judaism as well. So uh, Muhammad Diab and, and the, you know, the, the showrunner Jeremy Slater um, really want to make a good uh, go at portraying this properly. I mean, with a, a little bit of flair here and there. So uh, the mirror certainly is a little bit more um, kind of Hollywood. But as you say, it is a visual medium. And, and that is the way that I guess a lot of casual people, casual viewers would understand like what is actually happening? I think I think Ray, you know, that it's anything that where there's an opportunity for a reflection, whether it be a mirror or something mm. shiny, is you know that's where we're going to get these types of uh, yeah. moments. You know, when when it's you know when it comes across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love. Sorry. No, you know, that, I was just going to say, like you know, that with those reflectioning, you know, type images, and that's giving us the the opportunity to see see, I guess, him um, talking to himself through the different, you know personalities and uh, anything that's got a reflective surface i guess is going to you know obviously yeah. I, I think we'll see more of that as it comes through again so um like, like we said there's a cheesiness to it um but you know i think it's still well well done from my behalf yeah, yeah. i i, I yeah. love the the gun you know that you see the um mark in the gun reflection and in the knife i mean i think they're mm. pretty cool they're not what you usually expect you know it's not like signposted where there's a huge mirror i mean there was when mark was chasing that dude and he he, he bumps him up against the wall and there's a big mirror you kind of like okay i, <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen here um but no there there've been some bits that have made it quite you know quite exciting where you least expect that the uh the altar will appear um and speaking of the action, sticking with with that Mark action, um, what what do you guys make of seeing Mark Spector in action? We we saw a lot of the choreography. I think Oscar Isaac posted his training for as a scene, which I think is that scene. Um, mm. I called out with Rebecca. I love the reference to boxing. Um, when the guy licks the the knife, Mark starts kind of jabbing him, kind of really like just a boxer. Um, so I like that little. Um, that little nod, but yeah, what, what did you guys make of? Um, I'll, I'll start with Scott now this time. Yeah, what, what did you yeah, guys yeah. Make no, of? I, I think it's great. I think that you know, this, yeah. the, one of the things they've done, they've balanced, and it's one of the things the MCU does, they've balanced that action really well. When the two big fight scenes in this, I think they've, they've, they've picked really well. I think the, the other thing to highlight from that fight is you, I, I thought about boxing as well, like his stance and everything. Like, you know, there's that, there's a bit of a boxer stance, but he's got the agility and stuff as well of the fight. Like, he's not, you know, he's not afraid of fighting a little dirty when he needs no. to. Yeah. But also, apparently, sort of, um, I was reading up, um, you know, the guy, when they, he says, are we going to dance or are we going to fight? You know, they've got the knife and the swirl. Apparently, that is like, that is like part of Egyptian or North African uh, street fighting. Like, they, yeah. that, that is all typical of gangs and stuff over there. So, I'm loving the attention to detail that they are introduced mm -hmm. into this. 
Um, but the other thing I thought that was interesting is when they have that fight on the roof, uh, and you have, you know, like he says, he puts puts the knife up against the guy's throat, and he's with the reflection of Stephen, and Stephen's like, no, you know, Mark, don't. So, like, he, he, he's becoming almost like his conscience a little bit to balance him out, which is, we'll get onto the Jake thing in a moment, but the thing I thought was interesting is, like, Mark, at the beginning, when you first introduced him in the first couple of episodes, you know, he, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a mercenary, it's a bit more complicated, I'm willing to do this fight. Like, the fighting, when, he, when, when Stephen came to in the first episode, you know, in this sort of that small Austrian village, like everyone was laid out around him and his fists were yeah. bloody. Mm. Um, and so you get the feeling that, like, um, that Mark is the violent one. And in this one, you sort of see there's a bit more restraint. Like, Stephen seems to be having an impact on him because when Good he gets point. the kid, yeah, like when he gets that kid and he's got the ball fist, and he's about to like really lay into him, and mm. then he turns it and just slaps him down. Slaps him. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. Okay, Mark Stephen seems to be having an influence on him, or is it Jake that actually did? There's other mm. will question that, but I thought that's quite a nice point of yeah. you know they are beginning to sort of have an influence on each other. Yes, um, yeah, so I like the, the interplay, um, mm. especially that one on the roof. And as I say, I thought it was then funny, like you say, that Stephen then lets him go. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, um, I know. <laughs> so yeah, so I like that. I thought that fight in the seat on the roof could. Um, I mean, we'll wait for the. I'll wait for the other fight. Uh, we'll mm -hmm. get to that. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, Paul as well, what did you make of this? And I want to actually add in that as well. You know, we've really opened the, the can of worms about Jake. Um, what are your thoughts on – are we seeing – have we seen Jake already in episodes one to three oh, that we uh, – Look, I, I think, the you know, episode three, we've definitely seen Jake, but obviously hasn't been referenced. There's no reference to his name. Um, no. And there is there is a scene in the in this episode um, where Oscar is in, in Cairo and he's wearing a black cap, mm -hmm. and, um, in you know, and that's something that Jake's known for. Quite often, where he wears hats, you know, usually yeah. a beret, yeah, usually yeah. a beret. So it could a be beret. a little link, <laughs> like a beret type hat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's it's like it's a little link. But I I think mm -hmm. that you know, and because it, it, it could just coincidentally too around that time of the episode, there's it's the ta the taxi action as well, even though. It's not Jake as the taxi driver, but there's a bit of taxi action. So whether yeah. there's any sort of link there or I'm clutching at straws, I don't know. But, that, oh. you know, I, I sort of looked into that a little bit and thought, is there something to that, you know? So, yep. look, getting getting back to that rooftop scene, um, I, it, I guess it was really good to see Mark Spector as the mercenary, you know, that we we know we all, you know we, we know as. And um, the action in itself was quite good. Like, you know, make reference to the boxing. And um, yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that, how that, how that sort of played out. Um, I thought it was really well. I, I loved just it being on the rooftop and how it all, you know, worked and the jumping and all that sort of part. It, it sort of it was it was good action. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, if we talk about the the Jake thing again, if I sort of backpedal to that, um, yeah, you know, are, are we are we gonna? I guess next next episode is there reference to Jake? Is you know, I guess I sort of make a comment earlier that you know we've got uh, Stephen as Mister Knight and we've got Mark as Moon Knight, so. You know what does that mean for Jake if Jake is revealed? You know, so yeah, and if you look, true. and if you look at, and if you look at all the three, a lot of the promo posters that came out, you know, had the it was three distinct. Um, you know, we've got a promo poster of Mister Knight, and you know, Scott actually said earlier, we you know, Mister Knight, we're sort of used to this sort of stronger, 
sort of more um, brutal type character and, and and the image of him in the promo posters has him sort of clenching you know clenching his fist with the glove um you know then you've got the moonlight one you know in the you know the traditional more traditional costume but i guess in this it's you know referred to as the healing the, the sorry the protective armor protective um armor, yep. yeah and then there's and then there's also the other one it's it's oscar with sort of like a hood hooded sort of uh hoodie mm-hmm. over him so mm-hmm. yeah you know i guess you know it's, I, I reckon we've definitely seen Jake, but it's you know, is he going to be referenced as Jake? And in, in and and I guess, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I'd sort of make that comment about the hats, the taxi. You know, yep. Is, is, there, <laughs> is, there some, is there some sort of correlation there? Yeah, oh, there, there's yeah. certainly there certainly could be. Um, I'd love to. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm almost um, just as a given expecting that we that this other altar because it's it's signposted really Mm. you did you do that i didn't do that i swear i didn't kill these guys we know that there is some other identity Mm. um yeah it has to come on it has to be jake i mean surely um and and he has been um you know documented documented he has been uh shown in the comics as being the violent one you know um it was bemis wasn't it bemis Bemis, um yeah and also uh, Greg Hurrits, I think, in the Shadowland mm. um, run, uh, he has Jake uh, mentioned as being a bit of a bit more of a, um, a rough cannon. one. Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, did you guys also pick? I, I've just got to shout out whoever that loony was. Um, I think there was a nod to our great friends over at Moon Knight Core, yeah. uh, the taxi driver. <laughs> give me my money. Where's my money? my money? Where's my yeah. money? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that would have to be a nod um, towards, uh, yeah, the Dracula meme, which is very popular uh, yeah. now as well. Uh, Lena um, has dropped another comment. I'm looking forward to seeing Jake as well, more of Jake, but I'm also hoping we get a reference to Space Night <laughs> Mark. That would be cool. I, I would not expect that, but that would be very cool. Maybe. Uh, w- yeah. Also, yeah. the one thing I want to say about Jake, actually, this thing, it's sort of, I was talking about some of this the other day, and I was thinking about like tears. So you've got not tears in, but like tears in the Yeah. Like, so you've got like, you know, Mark, um, you know, the thing I want to, like, I'm, I'm assuming that Mark is, uh, and I'm, I'm careful in words here, like the original personality like he's the biological mm, yeah. personality let's say that way and that sure. steven is an alter like he's you know he's a he is mm-hmm. developed later i kind of like the fact that they've never addressed that like mark and steven yes. have never had that conversation to say mm. like well i was like i was here first or like you know or like you know you are an alter sort of thing uh, and i think that'd be an interesting conversation at some point but mark is i'm not say cowardly because he sort of jumped into a little thing mm-hmm. um the but like Mark, sorry, um, Stephen is is the you know he's shy, he's quieter, sort of a bit bumbling, sort of you know played in that way. But he's an intellectual, like he's the brains. I know this sounds yep. a bit. He he is leaning into more the academic. He's doing the reading. He has the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mark is sort of like the badass, like you know he admits. Yep. Like, I don't know this, stuff, but I know how to fight. Like I've I've got them. I'm the adventurer, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but he, he does seem to have almost how loose it is, like a moral code. Yeah. You know, when he faces up with the gods, like they ask him if he is well, he's like, it doesn't matter. There is a bigger problem yeah. here. Like, so he has this moral cause, and and he owns up to it. As Rebecca said, yeah, he, he it, admits, I am unwell. I'm unwell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he admits yeah. it. He admits it and stuff. So he's got yeah. this sort of like moral compass. So he's still a good person. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you were to take this as like a 180 degrees. Like, you know, you've got Stephen here, Mark at like 90 degrees. Is Jake the other end? Where he's going to be just like this animalistic sort of like, you know, all all emotion, all id, if you will. I mean, is that what it is? Is it sort of is, yeah. he, is he all just sort of like all anger, passion, and that sort of thing? So you've got like your id, 
uh, your ego and your super ego to get really yeah. sort of Freudian about it. Like, yeah. are they leaning into that sort of thing? I was just wondering if that sounds like it could be quite an interesting sort of setup for how they want to sort of control. If you've got to keep your id in control, you've got to keep your mm. id in check. Mm. Then that's what I think. Then maybe Jake, that is that kind of thing. I, I think. I, I think. You, sorry. Sorry, if, if I could just go back to a comment that Scott made um, earlier yep. about the about the personalities on the roof scene and how they um, you know interweaved and it, it was done probably in this episode. I, I felt probably a little bit more uh, seamlessly. It seemed mm. those 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 changes seemed to happen a bit more seamlessly mm. where um, we've seen before so far in the, in the series. So that was it. I thought that was quite interesting as well. Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Yeah. It. it um... Yeah, we, we do see, like in episode three, like um, Mark blacking out, you know, whereas previously we saw Stephen. So um, there is a, a real kind of struggle between the two. I mean, Mark did mention in episode two, um, the, the one in control of the body usually is the stronger one. But Stephen has now found a way to actually kind of sneak in and take over for at least a little bit. So th there certainly is... Um, the transitions between the two seem to be a lot more fluid now as well. Um, I like your idea, Scott, about the um, about markers. Absolutely, I think if you're looking at degrees of badassery, <laughs> I don't know what the term is, but um, he does have that moral compass. And as you said, you're talking about him slapping that um, that young street thug. Um, I, I just wanted to call out that I really like the portrayal of Mark um, because. I originally thought that he would be like just a, a pure intense like badass, but mm. he's got a little bit of wry humor in there as well. Like when he meets those thugs on the roof, he's like, what, we're going to dance now? We're going to fight? Or, you know, he's got that kind of. He's um, Indiana Jones. Let's be fair. Yeah. He's, 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 yeah. he's, ra he's Raiders of the Lost Ark's original, you know, Indiana Jones, isn't he? That's what he's yeah. sort of, yeah, that's where true. he's at. Yeah, yeah true. Um, <laughs> Lena is saying I was really disappointed to see some people online speculating the other altar is Bushman, which I, I saw is. this. Yeah, did you see what? What did you guys think of? I think that's absolutely. I haven't seen that, but that's that's yeah, that's far out. A <laughs> hundred miles off the mark. It's akin mm. to um them saying that all the altars are different multiverses or whatever. There was that comment a while ago as well. Um, I think they just lost the plot there. Um. Uh, Jordan is saying uh, maybe if he does go to space like Spider-Man did, the Space Knight Mark was shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Overvoid again. There's a possibility that somehow he might he might go to the Overvoid. We don't know. And then do we get a you Space Mark? Just want to touch on Bushman, right? Yep. Because I, I I think they're obviously dealing with the the um the let's call it the cosmic the Overvoid the God level kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I you know I'm speculating and you know things, but I, I sort of. Bushman doesn't fit into this at the moment. Like we're too far gone for 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 yep. Bushman to fit into this story. I have a feeling um, that Bushman's going to be the the post credit um, scene or tease for at the end of episode six. Yep, I'm with you on that. I'm with yeah, you on that. I, I think I, I I'm in agreement with that too. That was that was my thoughts were very similar to that. Like, yeah. like we would have seen him by now, and it doesn't fit into yeah. how this has been panned out so far. So, yeah. you know, we all know he's an important character, and, and um, you know, I guess that would be a very good tease at the end of episode six, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's also enough as well that from episodes two and three, we get this um, being alluded to this uh, execution of archaeologists on a dig site. For me, that's already insinuating yeah. Bushman, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we know Mark. You know, because he denies it as well, and and from the comics, we know that he 
had no hand in it. He actually wanted to stop them. But for me, that's enough to actually just imply for us fans that Bushman is going to be part of this origin. Um, and, yeah, so that's why I can see totally, like, that they're putting mm. it at the end because they're just going to start squeezing in too many people, like, you know, in the um, just for the sake of it. Um, uh, Lena as well as saying, or sorry, Lena was also mentioning about, yeah, this is important as well, I guess, for the portrayal of DID, um, not to turn Jake into a, just a full-on rage monster um again treading dangerously close to the evil altar trope which um yeah has hurt a lot of i guess portrayals or, or DID, people with did um the systems of did yeah uh, yeah so i'm agreeing with that and i think you know because i'd say she covers um, this in her essay for the for the yeah okay know, the moon, but we are working on yeah, um nice. and it's it's, it's a you know uh, cheap pop uh so that, that she, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i completely agree I yeah. don't think they'll go complete rage monster, mm. but I do think they'll have him as the sort of like, again, it's the cliche, but the one willing to do the things that other people can't. Like he's, he's still going to be on point. Like he sees it as like, I'm willing to do the, you know, the dirty mm. work for the mission, yep. which actually, you know, Konshu could then lean into as well. He'd be like, well, you know, if he's, if Mark or Steven aren't willing to do this thing, then I've got Jake in, in backup in, Full bone armor, you know. <laughs> oh, the bone armor that would be awesome to see. Oh, ready, ready to take on something else. So, I agree, it's dangerous territory, but I, you know, they, they seem to have treaded on it, they seem to have treaded the line rather well so far. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I may be wrong and they may deal with it. No, it's more yeah, sensitive I mean, with, than, than I expect. With Jake, too, I like uh, the rage monster. I'm you know, I don't, I don't think I'd like to see him go that way either. But I, as you said, um, I think you know he's he's probably the the personality that's going to have that edge to do some of the things that the others may yep. not do. So I think that's where he we will see him go more. So you know as it plays out. Yep, there'll be mm. a lot of loonies just waiting for that face cutting scene. Which again, I don't think there'll be any. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not I'm not waiting for it. I'm not you know anticipating it. Uh, but um, I, I know there are a few out there that want to see that. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's actually great. Um, Great ideas so far from what we've seen in episode three. I'm just going to jump into uh, just some of our loony feedback as well, just to uh, to get some other thoughts as well to bring in. Uh, so Mario Di Giacomo uh, mentions just a few thoughts. Seeing the switch from Mark's perspective was entertaining, but if Mark didn't kill those knife guys and Steve, so if Mark didn't kill those knife guys and Steve didn't, um, dot dot dot. Layla is basically Marlene, just less blonde and more competent, although I'm unclear just how she knew what they were looking for. That's worrisome. Um, we get our first taste of the wider Marvel U, uh, but most interestingly, it's a location Madripoor, uh, most associated with the X-Men. It doesn't hold a patch on the comics version. The Ennead is really a bit shite, as Stephen would say, I suspect, powerful enough to know what uh, Konshu, K-God, is up to, but utterly unaware that Harrow is empowered by Amit and carrying the compass around in his pocket. Intriguing episode. I'm not sure where it will go next. I'd argue, so I'd, I'd argue with that, right? Because yep. I've seen this. People are going like, you know, yes. Um, oh, they just let Harrow go with a really poor excuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that may have been intentional. From Osiris, right? He he looks yeah. like he might be in cahoots. Because he, he's the one yeah. who let, he's the one who let Harrow back in at the end yeah, to, yeah. to then talk with um, the Amut, uh, sorry, the Konshu statue. So, Konshu, yeah, letting him off in that scene 
and, and doing everything like you know everyone, i've seen i've even seen articles saying like you know well they were completely fooled by that or they just let him off mm. no, neither did they let him off i, I think there's more to this like you know mm-hmm. she's yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm been in tune for however many thousands of years like you know yeah i think there's more to it than yeah. letting him off yeah, what, what what do you reckon, Paul? Is this um, a a shortcoming of the writing, or is there something more to it? Oh, look, I think it's probably something more to it. Um, I just want to pop out two of those points you just referenced from the feedback, and yep, um, you know, if we talk about Layla, you know, being Marlene, yeah, I, I think that's definitely that's definitely on the money. Um, you know what? You know, how, I, I think in this episode too, we saw a lot more of Layla. Uh, you know, I guess we've, we learnt a lot more about her, and it, and, and I guess too, you know, if you can recall, there's that um, scene where, or well, not the particular scene, but there's you know when we've seen her on the screen, she had that neck piece on, mm, um, yes. which obviously she you know obviously was able to you know unfasten and then use yeah. as a weapon later on. Mm-hmm. So that was that was quite cool. Um, I, I think I think there's more to Layla than what we know and and um i suppose that's the intrigue as well because she's a different slant on marlene um mm-hmm. you know I, I think with layla as well you know there was if you go back to the opening scene in the episode um with the uh passport where was that was being you know the fake passport that was being produced mm-hmm. um i think there was a reference from the lady that was making the passport and she was referencing to layla's father and um something mm-hmm. about my little scarab Yes, I don't know yeah. if you can yeah. recall that that bit. So yeah. I, I just think you know there's a lot more to Layla than what we've we know and see, and I guess that's that's mm. the intrigue that you know where where does her character go? Uh, yeah, it's you know as I've said a few times, I'm a traditionalist. I would have loved Marlene. It doesn't mean we won't mm-hmm. get it, but I, who, who knows? But um, I think we definitely saw a lot more of that. Um, the yes. Madripoor, the Madripoor reference, I guess you know, as they were entering um, when they were going to uh, search yeah. out for the um, the black um, sarcophagus of Sefnu. Yep. Um, yeah, look, um, th- you know, that wasn't just, I don't think that was just a coincidence that was, that was a reference to Madripoor. I think that was a nice little, you know, as we want to call it an Easter egg or it was a deliberate, mm. um, reference for that to be done, whether, whether that's, uh, will lead to any sort of connection from that, you know, whether, do we, do we see a Sharon Carter, you know, mm. um, nah, you, know uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, but you know, like, but it was it. What what was why was it referenced? I guess you know is is there been mm. some history? Is there been some history there that they felt they wanted to make a connection that might come up come out later? Yeah, I think I think there's a couple of things because I, I, I see what you're saying. I agree. I think one of the things that this this show isn't, um, and they are treading a, a quite a fine line around this is steeped in MCU law. Mm-hmm. Like this is the first time we've met. You know, we're entering a new phase, like Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She Hulk. Like these are all new characters, and so I think what they're trying to do in many cases is drop uh, grains of sand, which remind you this is in the MCU. Mm-hmm. A bit like do you remember when the Netflix shows, um, you know, Daredevil and, and, and well, Daredevil in particular, and they referred to the event, you know, the yes. New York yeah, event. Right. They could they could they could never actually say the Loki invasion with, mm. <laughs> with yeah, the, yeah. You know, Chitari, <laughs> but they were like the event, and everyone sort of knew what. The event was, but it wasn't. So it was that sort of sprinkling of connection to the MCU. That's what that, that felt like. With mm. regards to Ma- uh, Marlene and Layla, um, I do think she's she's a maybe her name may have changed. I don't know, but the thing there about she, uh, someone said in the comments about her um, knowing about what they were looking for and that being troublesome. Well, no, they've actually said that her and Mark have got almost right. ten years of history. Like their their, their husband. They've been on adventures. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She knows about 
she I mean she said to him summon the suit like she has seen him use the suit so no she's fully aware of of what is going on if anything she's like a tomb raider isn't she she is yeah she like, is yeah she's more she's more lara croft than marlene um <laughs> yeah. and so yeah I, so i kind of like her characterization as being having more agency she's been a bit more sort of like proactive but i like the fact that as, as well that she has that history and sort of is is willing to go along with it. So um, yeah, she, I think she's become a, a much more proactive character in in the second half. There's actually yeah. there's actually a reference. Oh, there's a there's a part there where Layla says that um, it hasn't been back to Egypt for ten years because of mm. her name. You know, mm, um, that's right. There's, there's, there's history there as well. So yeah, um, you know, I guess that that was something else that I noticed. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. She. You, I guess we could. You know, in a perfect world, we'll, we'll get we we'll get a spin-off series, and we learn more. We see more of these adventures. I'd love to see mm. these Layla Mark adventures as well. What what they've been getting up to? Um, because they ended up, who knows? Maybe through love, or maybe through the adventures. Um, they they ended up husband and wife, uh, which was a big you know a big difference as well. Because from memory, right, Mark and Marlene never married. Right, they they were just kind of in a relationship just, right yeah yeah just partners, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah yeah exactly so uh yeah there's so certainly there's history there with with layla um I, i'm really liking the character as well i'm just uh i totally get you as well paul uh and, and like you know the disappointment of not getting the, the true marlene as well but um you know if, if she is somehow linked to marlene the character by name only then i'll be happy and I, i'm already happy that that <laughs> sounds terrible. I'm really happy that her dad was was executed <laughs> because yeah. because um, that immediately links her to kind well, of it gives it gives her that that uh, connection to the origin, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. exactly, yes. exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and Madripoor as well. Um, both, yeah, I reckon I, I totally agree with both of you as well. Um, uh, we know Madripoor is a dodgy town, so black market stuff. It just seems like it fits like a glove that. Anything in the black market that Anton Mogart would have been doing, um, and Layla, we see at the beginning in the passport scene. She's talking about she she's gone on these endless adventures and she keeps some of the artifacts for herself to pay the bills. Um, mm. So she's accrued a lot of stuff and 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 you know scoured the black market as well. Uh, but Madripoor would seem like an easy fit for that uh, because it's just it's it's fictitious and it's uh, it's dodgy. So you don't insult mm. any any nation <laughs> by saying yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I'm just going to drop another one here as well. Uh, this is from Ilya Payne, uh, and Ilya mentions so they really num these point forms. So number one, so they really mix Marlene and Layla. Uh, what's uh, what with Mark killing her father and all? Yep, tick. Which we've got that. Jake is finally confirmed as the wild dog of the bunch. Yep, um, they might make him responsible for Mark's bloody past. So maybe he was potentially Mark did do that. You know, had a hand in it, but maybe that was Jake. That that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't, wouldn't mind that. Um, now, one of the other sticking points here, one of the pointy ends, the suit is a little too overpowered. Um, so just hold, put a pin in that. We'll, we'll get back to that. Um, next episode is going to be Mark without powers in the asylum, and if he makes a makeshift Moon Knight costume out of bed sheets, I'll squeal. I would love to see the bed sheet Moon Knight mm. for, for sure. Again, a, a nod to Lemire. And number five, I like how they don't downplay all negative aspects of Mooney. Uh, Mark being a sick person that gets way too violent, and Conchu being an eldritch asshole <laughs> taking advantage of an unhinged human. Uh, thank you, Ilya, for, for those as well. Uh, you know, great points, bed sheets for sure, but the suit, 
guys, the suit. Um, this is harking back to when we saw it in the trailer, um, but let's talk about the power of the seat. What did you guys make of it, um, uh, Paul? Um, what did you make of the suit, the spears, the bulletproof? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that scene with the spears, I, I, I guess, you know, that. I guess it probably highlighted the, the protection of the suit, didn't it, ultimately? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that was probably something I had to sort of get a, bit, a little bit to grasp the concept of that because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I don't see yeah. generally Moon Knight as a Wolverine type yeah. know, <laughs> character, but uh, I guess, but yeah, it had that sort of feel about it, didn't it, the suit, mm. you know, and um, it was different, but I guess there there is a comment there from Conchu to Mark, um, I'm just trying to recall exactly where it was, but he says um, about, you know, what would you be without... Um, I think my suit. I think there's a there is a reference mm -hmm. there. So, yeah. but yeah, the suit itself. Like, I, I, there's that you know there was that scene that I guess we all would have been pretty excited about where he where we where he sort of flown down with the cape. Yeah, um, you know mm. that was that that was that was pretty epic. And then, um, you know, for me, just little things like you know crescent darts you know obviously in, in it was that mm. scene where you know well, they probably looked a bit bigger than crescent darts or probably yeah, you know. They but, would. Yeah, more boomerangs type size, but they, that yeah. was cool. I love seeing that. Um, so yeah, no, it was. It's it's different. I, I guess you know, it, it, it's probably the, the take on the suit is probably a lot different than what most of us probably um, would would have expected, if that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. but it, it's. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess it's still it interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Has it? Okay. If you don't like, I mean, that um, we welcome all all remarks as well. So I just want to say, look, you know. Yeah, um, actually, sorry, I just noticed a comment there from Terence, yep. and he's he's this actually just said, yeah, it was called healing arm, and he's right. Healing yeah, arm. that's that, that's yeah. what it's called, and um, that's yeah, that's yeah. how it just it was termed. Yeah, I mean, look, absolutely, as well as if you are, if you in general are critical of anything, I mean, please, I mean, you know, we love the show as well, but we, we want to know all aspects. And, and like last panel discussion, we had discussions as well, some things that um, that Joey uh, and Ian weren't too happy about the show with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make you feel pressured that you have to say just all positives or whatever. I mean, yeah, please, please feel feel free. Uh, Scotty, with the the healing armor what did you make of it yeah i think it's, it's different it's definitely different you know like we, the, you know the, the few times i think well the only time really that uh that, that uh moon Knight's ever had powers is obviously back in the 80s and, and they sort of this they, they dropped that you know very quickly sort of thing however to me especially within the mcu sort of family it sort of makes sense like what is the point of conchu if he doesn't give mark something they're on a joint mission like whatever this mm -hmm. is why does he fulfill this mission? So, you know, he actually says like in an early episode, like, you know, we've had it clarified that he died and the Khonshu resurrects him. Like, we haven't seen it, but we had it confirmed. But to then continue on these missions, like, to you know, he, he also says, I'll do everything I can to protect you. Uh, at the end of, I think it was episode two. So it sort of makes sense that Khonshu is giving him something in order to allow him to complete these missions. Mm -hmm. Is it overpowered? Uh, yeah, probably a little bit more than, than I'd, I'd like. Um, you know, you got the super strength <laughs> and that kind of stuff. I mean, at first it looks like it just it just gives him a bit more endurance, yep. you know. Yeah. But then when he starts, yeah, when he started taking spears, I was a bit like, <laughs> all right, you know, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna sort of like just roll over that one. Um, <laughs> but it's it it looks good. It's got a great look, but I do think the healing factor of it, um, I you know, um. Is, is a bit overplayed. However, I do like the fact that again, 
talking about the personalities during that fight at um, Anton Mogart's um, branch, horse field. I don't even want to call it. Was yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I did like it when sort of Stephen managed to take over and you get the return of the Mr. Knight costume. And he's like, time <laughs> yeah. out, time out. Come on, yeah, we're going to stop yeah. this. And then he gets, a spear and he gets a spear in his back and he's like, nope, nope. All right, take Mark, you, take the, you take the body back. You know what you're doing. <laughs> what did, what did he, he said, just chill the F out. He'll yeah. chill the F yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the closest we have to an F, to an F word, yeah. an F bomb in the Disney Plus. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, but I'm, I'm like, you know, I get the idea of it, uh, especially if you were going to have the this version of Arthur Harrow as your villain. Mm. And he's got that cane that has his... Um, a sliver Imbu- of Amut's power. Yeah, imbued with the power of Amut. So if he's mm. going to be marching around with the power of Amut, then all right. When well, then why you'd, you? Know, if if they left it and didn't give uh, country didn't give Mark any powers, but like Harrow was marching around with the powers of Amut, like it wouldn't make any sense because then you'd be mm. like, well, why hasn't he got powers? Yeah, so, true. Yep. Good, good I point. think you need it. Yep. However, I do think I'd, I I would be surprised if Konshu is released by the next by the end of the next episode. Yeah, so I do think we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see him in an asylum. I think you said mentioned someone mentioned they're going to see him in an asylum, and you don't see the makeshift suit. Mm. I think you will see a makeshift suit. I just don't, yeah. But I, I think it's going to be more akin to what we we recognise as Moon Knight. That'd be cool. That'd absolutely be cool. And and Rebecca makes a great point here. Hello, Rebecca. Um, I like the suit power levels more because it's gone by the end of the episode, which is true. I mean, mm. there was a lot packed in this episode. Um, we did see a little bit of it with Mister Knight in episode two when he grabbed the bumper bar of the bumper of the car, and um, and 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 crushed it. And he was basically flung around, and any normal person would have died. Uh, he survived. Um, but we saw definitely we saw more of it with the spears, um, which is <laughs> you know you can't you know see it any other way um i like the fact also that we do get some level of violence there i mean um moon knight grabs a guy and he impales him on the spear that he's impaled on i thought that was cool um and he breaks a guy's elbow breaks a guy's kneecap um so you know he's he's not messing about when it comes to to fighting mark um so yeah i I like that as well uh i just want to throw something about the but 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 the the, the armor and and also you you, because paul you mentioned about the um the, the the scene when he jumps off that you know the glass pyramid and you got the cape coming out and it's it's a mm. it's a great image look it was in the trailer look it was it was you know absolutely fantastic uh, wonderfully shot but I do like the fact that he stood on the floor as Mark and uh, whatever talking to to Antimoga and, and and Layla and then all of a sudden he disappears and they are literally like where where did he go yeah where he's on <laughs> and they look up and he stood on top of the pyramid and there's part of it's going like what is it music going like no one's looking. Go, <laughs> and, <laughs> he's climbed up the top of this pyramid just to look cool for a just shot. to look cool. Yes. No one, yeah, yeah, having that hero <laughs> hero pose. Um, there's yeah. also that there's also that part where he's flung the cape and it's ricocheted the, yes. the bullets. Yes, yep. Um, yeah, so cool. I mean, a bit too full on there, Paul. Or <laughs> oh, look for yeah. Look, at it's not something we'd probably generally associate <laughs> with Moon Knight, is it? Yeah. Um, but yeah. it, it was effective. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was good. I I just couldn't help but think of, and I'm going to be very kind of geeky with my sci-fi here. You guys ever watch Riddick? Um, yes. You know, Pitch Black, and there's a scene in Riddick where it's just so over the top. Like Riddick's bound and he's like helpless, and he goes to a guy, "I'm just gonna I'm going to kill you in like three three seconds. I'm going to cut your head off." And the guy laughs, and he does this absolutely crazy thing. He drop I can't remember. He drops something, a knife onto his foot, and he and he kicks it at the guy. 
manages to cleanly cut the guy's head off and and it drops into a, a bin. And I'm thinking these bullets that he sprays back and gets everyone and they all just drop is, is the same level of only in, in comics and film could that ever happen, <laughs> um, just really over the top. But, um, yeah, it was not, not something I didn't expect at all as well. Um, a Facebook user here has mentioned, sorry, we don't have your... Uh, your profile, but uh, they, they mentioned the healing armor means Mark can go through Wolverine levels of pain, essentially dying all the time just to stand back up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this might be Olivia. Hello, Olivia, if it is you. Uh, I know you've been in before. Um, and also as well, Lena uh, writes in just about, it could be worse, at least he's not overpowered to the level Age of Conchu or that scene from West Coast Avengers when he's drawing on the power of all the moons in the galaxy. Uh, true, true. We're not going to get moon, not, we're not going to get Oscar Isaac hurling a thousand moons at Thor anytime soon. So I'm happy. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um now, we've also just got another one here. And, again, I just want to get a different color um, from, from different loonies. Uh, Luis, as well, a long-time uh, loony and member of our group. Uh, this episode was meh. I can deal with this version being the Moon Knight of the MCU and not the comic version, but there isn't a whole bunch of Moon Knight in there. For nearly one-hour episodes, there is only five, about five minutes of what truly is Moon Knight. Uh, they've done more in the show to showcase Egyptology and DID in the show than they have done in all these years in the comics. It's cool, but I'm here for Moon Knight, not that. The tone and pacing is still erratic. After 45 minutes of watching, um, it finally gets good and gets uh, five minutes of good stuff and it's over. A lot of time invested for minimal return. It's not the worst show, not the best. The only thing that makes this show Moon Knight is Mark Spector. Konshu and small portions of Moon Knight himself. Hope the second half can be a little more redeeming. So, uh, Luis, as well, uh, a massive Moon Knight fan. I think he's got everything um, by way of appearances um, and such of Moon Knight. Uh, but yeah, are you guys um, affected at all by the amount? Because if you do think about it, we do see Moon Knight only in really small portions. Has that been an issue for you guys? No. No. Not yeah, same. Not for me, totally. Like uh, one thing I thought about today, reflecting was, um, and then a lot of these type of series, it takes quite several episodes before you even see the character yeah. in costume. So sure. um, you know, this has evolved quite quickly in that respect. Even though we're only getting small portions, but you know, it's not like we've had to wait till episode six to see the costume. You know, it's true. You know, so that I think you know, yes, I, I can agree. We, we probably all want more, don't we? To be honest. Mm. Um, but it hasn't been a, a for me personally hasn't been a real striking down of it as all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, to take on board Louisa's comments as well. But I mean, I'm finding the the dynamic of the identities of Stephen Grant and Mark Spector and Conchu just captivating as well. Mm. Like, you know, it, it, I'm following it as a show. Of course, I want to see Moon Knight, and absolutely, I, I love my action scenes. I, I say that ad nauseum. Um, but yeah, I mean, Oscar Isaac's performance. I just can't believe. People have been saying how he's the generation's the generation's actor, um, and frankly, I know this is just a superhero TV show, but I, I can I can see it. He's he's a great actor, like compared yeah, to other actors I've seen who who are good actors. So, um, yeah, I'm, the thing you know. the thing I'd say is though about this and the, the tack that they've taken, and more so like you, you know, Paul, you were saying about other TV shows, like you know, you don't always get going back to the Netflix shows, like you know, Daredevil. Yeah, you saw that he was in the black sort of like hood and the the rope, you know, the rope sort of gauntlets. Mm -hmm. You didn't see the red costume until the end of the like 
the end of the first series, like you know, episode sure. ten. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I like um, this thing. You are getting it bit by bit, but the thing is, well, for me, for me, and this is again, you know, not to sort of like you know to downplay Louise, but like also this mark for me, the Moon Knight costume and the Moon Knight is is one aspect um, of of what Moon Knight is like you know, yeah. and the characters, the, the the altars are a big part of that. So if they're choosing to take that tact and go down the altars, then yeah, I fully expect them to to have that you know. To have it split up as, as needs be. Another thing as well, the story is like he, if he was to be just in the costume fifty percent of the time, like you know, a large portion of the story would make no sense. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he'd just be running around the suits of Egypt, and, and so and it wouldn't and it wouldn't quite have the impact as well, would it? You know, when, mm, that's true. I guess you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's being seen very much like a force of nature up until say episode three, where you start to see him interact with Layla, um, but he was just kind of like. Um, uh, what do you get speechless or whatever? He just a silent figure that comes mm. in. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we'll see. Perhaps we still got like a whole three episodes to go as well. And again, Oscar did say, although Marvel have said that we'll never do an origin thing again. Yeah. Oscar did say that this is a full on deep dive into an origin of a character and a big call about it being uh, as good or, or um, better than the Robert Downey Jr. origin of Iron Man, which is really hard to beat. But Oscar's got a lot more canvas here. Um, he's got, you know, six episodes rather than just one movie, like Iron Man 1, to, to build up that origin. So, um, uh, But he's doing a great job. I'm loving this origin um, of it. Uh, Terrence is just saying, speaking of makeshift suits, there is a promo pic of Mr. Knight with regular eyes. Yep, I'm sure we've all seen that. Um, maybe we go a while before getting Conchu back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe... Um, Maybe we do get the makeshift Moon Knight, um, you know, in in his hood, and in a Mister Knight uh, outfit as well. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what else have we got here? I'm just thinking of, well, Mister Midnight Man, of course, as well. He was a, a big figure, and and R.I.P. Gaspard uh, yes. as well. Um, fantastic performance. Uh, very brief. You know, um, so uh, it was it was a good performance. Um, I wish he, uh, we could see more of him, but unfortunately, he did pass away. Uh, what did you make of this kind of shift in tone of of Midnight Man? Um, as brief as it was, Scotty. Yeah, no. Again, it, 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 they're telling a different story. You know, like the Anton Mogart of the comics is is very different. Uh, he's an art thief. He's you know all those kinds of things. Like this, this feels like a guy. Um, you know, this this feels like a guy who's mega rich and sort of accumulates artifacts, like you know, or, or like he has like you know, the money to do something on the black market. I'm okay with it, actually. I'm fine with it. I think it's it's a really cool. It it fits with what they're doing, you know. Um, you know, if they were going to have you said about Mon Mandrapur, like this is the kind of guy that I'm sure has visited Mandrapur yeah. and sort of benefited from the black market there. Like you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't traded with Sharon Carter. Like you know, those are the sort of things I'm like. Okay, that all makes total sense. Like he fits into this world, this this um, you know this what if kind of scenario more so. So I'm happy with that. I kind of like it. The one thing, and I was curious to see what you guys thought. There was a number of articles from, particularly from a sing a, a certain uh, ranting site um, about screens uh, that had an article <laughs> that that said because um, they can't get over the Batman comparisons. So they said, if anyone's going to be uh, Moon Knight's Joker, it would be Midnight Man. And I was like, well, have you even read the comics? Like, 
Moonlight Midnight Man, he came and went in one in one person's run. Like his he has a yeah, the whole if you were talking about Jeff Wilde and the idea of, yeah, of yeah, yeah. the later version of, of you know Midnight Man stuff like maybe, but like mm. yeah, it was really irritating. But I, I like this version of him. It makes sense in the context of the show. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and there are you know little ties to him as you're saying, being a dealer in art. I mean, he's an art lover, he's an art thief in the comic books. Um, he, he goes down a different path totally, um, and I had that in the little back of back of my mind when he uh, rides off on the horse and Moon Knight. Mm kind of throws a, a dart at him and he gets hit uh, because I immediately thought, okay, he's going to be maybe disfigured somehow because uh, we see that in the comics. Yeah. But again, uh, it's obscure enough that unfortunately, yeah, he has passed away that they could just like leave that character and not revisit it at all, um, which is a shame. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think he did. I think he did a really good job. I, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, he's, there was also a little touch there with, with, knowing Layla and having trust issues there. So, again, there's a little bit more mystery. Um, it did. It did um, it, 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 I know, Scott, you mentioned earlier that uh, it had that ranch-type feel, didn't it? And it was, I think that yeah. was more also to – I think it was almost to, I guess, probably um, highlight maybe this uh, lavishness that he mm. may have, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think that maybe that might have been part of the reasoning for that. So yes. Yeah, like, he's yeah. clearly like, – yeah, he's clearly minted. Like they said, look, because even Layla says – like he's been taught this this uh, this on horse martial art thing, and so like he gets taught by the best. So he's clearly like a very wealthy gentleman. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things I was, was going to say, you sort of touched on there about uh, again about Layla and her thing. They talk about the fact why she hasn't gone back, and there's certain people she shouldn't visit. You say about the trust issue. Like I thought it was pretty. It, was, it wasn't explicit, but I thought it was pretty well, pretty clear. Mm. Mm. Anton Mogart is one of the reasons she shouldn't be going back. To because she knew his bodyguard Beck as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. So like Layla is known to this guy. Like so, it, it it felt to me like you say about the history. Like if he's collecting artifacts, she may well be someone that sold him artifacts, and there's been some mm. issues in the past. So you know, that, that, I like the fact that it's not explicit. I'm glad they're not explaining it. Like you know, ah, you're the one that stole so and so from me, and you know, four years ago. Like there's just yeah, a tension there's, there's a tension there and i like the fact yeah. that it's alluded to that like you know i don't want it to be explicit i like the fact it's alluded to but like marlene so marlene so Layla is just <laughs> as mysterious as mark yeah. and I, I i like the fact that you know she's not straightforward and and, and you know she's she's just as cool yeah no uh, absolutely as well um yeah, just I'd lost my train of thought there, but um, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely no, no, because you 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 were bringing up stuff in my head there, which was yeah, all, all very very cool. Um, uh, Terence says Anton did mention he wanted to make peace. Exactly, mm. there's something there. Oh, that was what I was thinking as well. Um, it might be a little a little thing, but again, it's uh, just like these allusions to stuff. Uh, as you said, like she knew Beck the bodyguard of Anton Mogart. And like, she was actually quite friendly with him when they, when they arrived and she, yet she ends up and she has no compunction to kill him um, <laughs> at the end. So that I thought was pretty heavy. Um, whether or not mm -hmm. he died or not, I don't know, but he definitely had a shock look on his face. Um, and that's something, you know, someone that you know um, quite well and to actually cross that line to, to say, okay, I'm going to, I'll, stab the hell out of you um yeah i mean it takes a lot <laughs> for someone to do that so uh layla's certainly got you know she's got 
<laughs> a lot of ticker. Let's say that. That's mm. what I'm say. Um, yes. Uh, look, a couple of other things here, just from Instagram. Um, a quick one here: Marvel Gypsy as well. They've, they've dropped stuff. Uh, this isn't Moon Knight. This show is not what it could be. Where is Moon Knight? Where is the character? I know. Um, yeah, sorry to hear that as well, Marvel Gypsy. I know there are a lot of really, really dedicated Moon Knight fans out there. Um, unfortunately, if the show doesn't work out the way that you'd hoped, um, just just hope that, I don't know, there'll be more comics, um, comic series that will, you know, um, tick the boxes for you or maybe future iterations of Moon Knight on screen, maybe in the movies, maybe they'll, that will appease better. But, yeah, I mean... The, Everyone's got different tastes, so really can't uh, make too much mention on that. Uh, just another one as well from Adam Prine, uh, a long-time loony again and listener. What a great episode. Oscar Isaac is such an incredible actor. The Mark Spector born identity scenes were so awesome. Uh, Mark's character has been nailed. Do you think that Jake is inevitable? I think we've broached that already, referencing the scenes where neither Stephen or Mark had the body. Uh, I like how badass they are making Layla. Also, she seemed to have an affinity for Stephen, like in the comics, which I, mm. I thought that was well, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, I like, again, there's subtle things, where she, just the way she looks at him. Um, she's kind of softening towards him. Uh, Conchie seems to be softening up towards Stephen, and Stephen is actually useful now. Uh, the Mogart scene was the best so far. Bark and Marlene, uh, I mean Layla, on mission together got me hyped. I have nothing but good things to say about this episode. Also, my wife made me Arthur Harrow's lentil soup for dinner. Uh, <laughs> now, now I see why Stephen eats it like a convict. Good stuff. Um, yeah, he did eat it a bit weird, didn't he? Like he kind of really quaffed it down. Um, but no, thank you, Adam, as well. And yeah, sounding like you like it as well. So uh, two disparate I guess reactions to to the show. Uh, it's interesting, so Ray, to see what people are picking up. I mean, I love the the comment there about the born identity type reference. Mm. That was yeah, because it it very much was a very similar type of yeah. scene set, wasn't it? So yeah, oh, no, absolutely, yeah. very 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 much so. Um, I saw it, about you guys, and they did say it before, but it was such an Indiana Jones vibe in episode yeah. three. Just the location, even the the way that. Indiana Jones has that location, but they have that kind of cinematic score. It, it, it just reminded me, like, all the motives, like, motifs, sorry, of the characters. So you've got the Moon Knight one. When it's played in the background, it's just so, like, epic. I think, I think it was really good. Um, I don't know. Is, are there anything else? Is there anything else um, you guys want to raise for the episode? Just, uh, just two little things that I thought, mm -hmm. would, you know, it's worth noting. Uh, you say about the characters. We've talked about sort of, of Stephen and, and Mark. One of the things about their interaction, I like it when you know um, the 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 he uh, Konshu creates the eclipse to get the gods' attention. Uh, he says, "He says I've got you know, so have you got a good idea? So I've got a very bad idea." Um, and he causes the eclipse. Another thing which would have seen, been seen around yeah. the world. Yeah. So from across, you said about so from across the MCU, like there'll be there'll be like you know, Doctor Strange or others going sort of like there was an eclipse and then the stars went mental. Like I don't know what's going on. Like <laughs> yeah. things have gone things have gone a bit kablooey. Yeah. But when he went to the gods, I liked the fact that I thought I really I thought it was really nice because obviously Stephen's really into Egyptologies. When they went in and sort of like Mark sort of looking around again, like what is this? And Stephen's like, ee, we're inside the pyramid of Giza, <laughs> and he was just so excited about it. And I was like. That's yeah. ace. I really like yeah. that. That like this is like a little bit of a fanboy moment for him that he was yeah. so excited. Yeah. Um, but again, this thing about the overvoid and and the, the gods or the Iniad. Um, mm -hmm. 
and the fact that they've obviously backtracked, you know, they've, well, they've stepped aside from um, humanity and they now just have these avatars and they observe. Um, I just thought this, this idea, sort of, I was, as I was watching it, and there's this court being held. And the, one of the interesting things was, like, that I noted was it's not all of them. Mm, yes. There only seem to be four left. So there's yeah. Osiris, and I forget the other ones, but there was four. And there's meant to be like, is it like nine of the original? Nine, yeah. There's so nine, even, yeah. Yeah. yeah so if you've got like Amut is, is, is entombed and Conchie's been exiled, and there's four more. So that's still set. That's still sort of like six. So where's mm. the other three? So like, is there more to what's gone on behind the scenes? Mm. Well, it, you know, it, like there's it, no it was... Ra and there's no whatever. Yep. So yeah. In, in episode one, there's that. Uh, Scene with Mark, uh, not Mark, uh, Stephen, Stephen with the poster. Yeah, with the poster, and it's um, there's a reference to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says mm-hmm. yes, because he says, yeah, doesn't he? He seven. says, oh, there wasn't seven. Yeah. There's yes. yes. So, and in, in the court, there's only five. But yes. I think if if you were to count Konshu and uh, Mitch, that makes seven. Seven, that yes, makes, that makes seven. So, but I guess we're yes. Still another. But he two says there's left. more, didn't, doesn't he? Say there's yeah, nine, he said there's nine. Yeah, nine. So there's nine. Yeah, so there's some message. There's definitely two. Which which made me question as well. I mean, if you do have this summit, I mean, wouldn't you have everyone? Yeah, albeit the ones in prison, wouldn't wouldn't you bring everyone in? So what has happened to the others as well? Like, um, surely yeah, that, Ra, that is, should, Ra should be a part of I that. Know. You know, he's yeah, like the big yeah. boss man, surely. Yeah, exactly. There's a little uh, theory going around. I saw. I think it's within within our group again. Apologies, Looney. I don't know uh, who you are exactly, but remember the little girl in episode. That's what one. I was about to say this. Mm. Yeah, she talks to Stephen. And she said this really freaky thing to him, like because he's explaining about the afterlife. All those um, that pass on and are worthy go through this field of reeds. And she says to him, "Well, why didn't you? Why were you rejected and weren't allowed to go through?" Yeah, what, what she says to him, "What was it like to be rejected yeah. from the field of reeds?" And he's like, "What do you mean? Yeah. I'm not dead?" And she's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah, um, someone speculates that that might be Anubis. Um, she might mm. be the avatar of Anubis. So we don't know. I mean, again, this will be something that we'll have to figure out in hindsight when it's all mm. been said and done. Um, but I like that. I Yeah, I, I clasped onto that little thing at the beginning because on my, like, you know, third watching of episode one, I was like, hang on, that's a bit weird. Like, yeah. And then it's just never discussed again. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Terence here says um, maybe the others, the others could be in stone. We don't know as maybe. well. Um, uh, there, there was, we see it in the credits, there are a lot of little statues, and I think I saw mm. them... Um, when Arthur Harrow and Salim, who's the Osiris avatar, go toward at the end of the episode, I think they're all kind of displayed further down. So um, I don't know. I don't know what happens to the Pantheon of Gods. These these um, these seven or nine have gone crazy in the Ennead and just have imprisoned a lot of them. I, I don't know. We might see that later on. Um, yes. Uh, Paul, anything else uh, that you'd like to touch upon or speculate oh, on? I love the uh, Spectralate reference. Like <laughs> Good play on words. Um, look, in terms of the Ennead court scene, um, yep. you know, we've got the gods there and, and I guess, you know, the avatars playing out that part. Um, but there's a sense there that, you know, the other gods towards Khonshu, there's not a lot of like for him. You know, that's, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's the guy that they don't really like. And that, that looks, this looks like a, a real, these gods come together, but... It's sort of a bit of a, a some in some ways shape 
form of it, it's, it's a bit loose as well. Like they've, they're all just there for their part. So I guess when we're missing the other two, that, you know, is there a, that, you know, we don't need to be here or, or what, what's the reason? Mm. But um, there is a bit of looseness with it as well. So I, I guess, you know, um, I'm just trying to think. Is it Salim? Did you say the um, Salim? Yeah, the the guy. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. She, she, yeah, she, she was obviously the one that had. Um, oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's what the, the interaction with um, with Mark. Yep. Yeah, so that she, she, I reckon she sort of seems to be a little bit more aligned, but the rest, it's mm. you know, there's, there's that, there's, there's not that sort of, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be a bit of a. I guess then there's, there's a loose loose connect with them all at the same time. If that makes sense, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I just see the others the others as a little bit of sheep, you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. it's the same. Salim um, or Osiris seems to be calling shots. He definitely seems like the the most vocal. Um, and uh, Hathor, the uh, the goddess of music and love, mm. the one that kind of links up um, with Mark. Um, she yeah, she definitely has some sympathy towards. The plight of Mark, at least, um, and, and she and, makes and it, she she makes that reference um, to him about uh, Conchu, you know, like yeah, um, you know how they had a connection, and he enjoyed. I think she said he enjoyed my melodies, or some yes, sort of quote yes. like that. So yeah, yeah. and she Again, she yeah. she has a connection to music as well, doesn't she? Yes, music yes. as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, left ambiguous, but um, you can come to your conclusions with her relationship with Conchu, which is cool. Um, I find, but yeah, I, I was. Maybe again, it's just probably for space and stuff. We don't see it. Maybe we'll see more from the other gods of the Ennead, um, them speaking up a bit more. Uh, the others were um, so we've got Hathor, goddess of music um, and love, Osiris, which is Salim. Then there was Horus, uh, Assis, and Tefnut. Um, I think Tefnut was the one that seemed to be um, someone from Wakanda or, or from Africa, um, you know. So, um, uh, and uh, I think. Horace was the Irish one um, mm. as well. And Assis was the very silent one as well on the other side of um, uh, Osiris. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's plenty to play there. Uh, I'd love to see how it kind of pans out. I'm I'm kind of with you guys. I think Salim is something a bit shifty with that bugger. Um, so we'll we'll have to just keep our eyes on him. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, um, oh, hang on. Uh Lena here hinted a possible Star Trek crossover could be could be a way to get space not market there. Just saying, <laughs> uh, look, we can always we can always hope. There there are a few iterations of of Moon Knight. I'm trying to think of, of the other ones in that Lemire run. Um, I think yeah, I think Space Knight was the only the only one. Uh, but yeah, uh, exciting stuff. We'll have to we'll have to see. Uh, there was also talk as well about the lady at the beginning, whether she might be the the mother to Layla, but Rebecca and I, well, Rebecca did the, the homework and uh, in the subtitle, she's uh, her name is Legaro and that's a very obscure deep dive reference of the comic books. Um, it was, uh, a pass the passport maker was, Legaro was a it was Dynaman, an Egyptian character from Marvel dating back to the 40s. So, um, oh. yeah. So whether deep or not, Ma yeah. Yes. <laughs> whether Layla's mum's called Legaro as well, we don't know. Um and Terence as well saying Salim and Osiris is definitely shifty. Uh, why was Harrow allowed in at the end? For sure. I was I was afraid that he was gonna just crush that statue like in his hands. Like, but he ended up just talking to him. So that's okay. <laughs> and there's um, there's that there's that piece where Harrow um quotes, I you know, can Conchu hear me? 
Yep. Yeah. As he's talking to it and he sort of yeah. making references, you know. Um, yeah. He talking yeah. to him directly, saying like, "I, my only sin is actually I loved being your fist of conchie. I loved mm. actually having mm. the blood on his hands, which is very different to Mark um, as well. Oh, that's just one other. It's a little bit of episode two, but what did you guys think of this this aspect of? Layla potentially will being eyed off by Conchu as the next avatar. Is that just merely a threat or I don't know, does that does that have legs to go anywhere? Or how do you any any thoughts on that? Um, Scott? It's it's possible. I mean the thing is I think, you know, we've seen that Har- Arthur Harrow was a former avatar. Um and he refers to um um uh, Mark as a makeshift um avatar. So I don't know. It's, it's more than possible. Like it shows that this, this is a transitional thing. Like you know, he's, mm. this isn't forever. Like there will be mm. future avatars. Um, so yeah, we get that legacy. It probably yeah. it probably is a threat, but I think there's there's you know there's room there for it to be legit. You know, if he wanted to do it, so mm-hmm. he's clearly got the power to do it. So yeah, it's interesting that he's willing to do it though. And she, but again, it comes back to this thing about Layla's got agency. She's got she's kick ass. Mm-hmm. Like she's able to mm-hmm. do it. So yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, having said that as well, Conchu is uh, in stone now, so maybe, um, yeah, maybe that's uh, out of his realm at the moment. Uh, uh, yep, I, I agree, Elena, as well. I think that the threat is of Conchu, that basically just him blackmailing um, yeah. Mark, saying, if you don't do my stuff, I'm going to get your loved one um, with Layla. And uh, we just got Frank the Tank here. Uh, Harris says that Conchu was looking at Amit's tomb. Uh why do you think he was? Because if could uh, could have Conchu been doing something nefarious or to destroy it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was looking for Amit too, and and I think they're at loggerheads, right? Um, um, and well, actually, Amit was at loggerheads with a lot of the gods as well, right? Similar mm. to Conchu, yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff there, Frank. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but having said that. Guys, I think I think um, unless if they're happy to, if there's anything else you guys want to add, um, looking forward then to episode four, um, or, or any big calls. I, I want to hear what your speculations are, your hot takes for what's up ahead, uh, Paul. What do you see that lies ahead? Maybe not necessarily next next episode, but you know, maybe by the end of the series or well, yeah, sure. Yeah, we, we we talked about Mark not having the powers and how what that looks mm-hmm. like, and if we get some sort of makeshift suit and how that pans out. Um, there there was reference in this episode, I guess that will probably lead into the next episode about um, this was um, Harrow talking to to Layla about um, the secrets, um, and there was the you know there's a secret in the past and. You know, obviously, there's that scene with um, Layla and Mark in the car when they're talking to each other, yes. and yep. um, you know, Layla keeps she makes a, a comment there. You know, uh, no matter how much I know you, or that you know, I still don't really feel like I totally know you. And and he was mm. quite, he was quite um, blunt with her. He sort of said, "No, you don't," and and a bit, almost mm. a bit cold. So yeah. I, I guess I'm probably keen to see how that plays out in the next episodes for sure. Yep, 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 excellent. Um, that dynamic, uh, and mm. yeah, there's plenty of things there as well for the, the past that they have. Uh, yes. Scott, as well, any any other takes of what might happen? Yeah, I think, well, you know, we're gonna have to have there's gonna be the fallout of, of Mark slash Stephen losing the power of Konshu. So, I think, you know, is there gonna be like moments of doubt where he's like, Look, I can't do this without mm. the suit? 
Um, is this going to be a low point? You know, like how is that going to play out? Is it going to lead to a makeshift suit? I kind of hope so. Um, to see that thing, you know, going back to issue one of the Moon Knight room, when you do get the issue, and he just pulls down a sheet off the uh, the statue of Konshu and wears it like a makeshift cape and stuff like you know, are we going to get something like that? Don't know, but yeah, I, I think that there's going to be that. Um, but even for the whole series, I think like I think we're taking a turn. I think there's going to be there's something that the trailers obviously have gone up to this point. I think there's something we're going in a different direction. I think there's going to be something more. Um, I mean, this feels to me like Marvel are testing the waters now for the weird stuff. Um, I think we're going to get weird stuff. You know, like we're, we're going to be going to the, are we going to visit the over void? Are we going to get gods? Are we going to see Amut? You know, we've seen Konshu. What does Amut look like? Yeah. Because you've got a crocodile head. Like, you know, there's all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I th- I th- you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they go full, like, you know, like you said, Eldritch full Horror weird. kind of thing. It's almost like, <laughs> yeah, full weird. Just, just embrace the weird now. Let's go yeah. for it and, and see, you know, see how it goes. Yeah. um yeah absolutely look uh my apart from the ones that i've given before in previous episodes uh my take is look i think remember someone was apparently cast as frenchy like a french dude with an accent with comedic timing i'm hoping we still see frenchy i'm hoping we still see the moon copter by the end of the series that will be something um look it's all been set overseas in the sense that it's not in the u.s where where Mark is from, so I'm hoping a homecoming of sorts uh, and, you know, use of a helicopter, a moon copter to get there, maybe a rope ladder, uh, but I'm hoping to see all of that as well. Uh, but just also as well, I wanted to shout out, uh, we did make, we did allude to a comparison with that, you know, um, darkish night. Uh, my, my partner Eve watched it with me, episode two. She's not. We're not up to episode three yet, um, so I'm watching it back with her as well uh she's not a comic book fan she's not really into this sort of stuff you know uh she watched it and she goes so why is he kind of compared to and i just thought in my head yes (laughs) yeah i think think that's i I think that's the other the other reason that they have uh, gone with the powers and and, and the whole god thing they've lent into it yeah and steven they've lent into that to be completely away from any yep. sort of like you know former uh comparisons yeah yeah so, so i accept that's fine yeah no doubt as well i mean and again apologies if people do like him um but yeah i just thought that was good <laughs> so anyway uh before we go i did forget i'm so sorry guys just bear with me i know it's a, a long episode sorry for that um i do have just one bit of feedback audio feedback it's for episode two i totally forgot about it so apologies to, to russell from Tomes of Evil. He's just um, thrown in some thoughts. So if you don't mind, I just want to play it just to, to get his thoughts. Hello, High Priest of Khonshu. Uh, this is Russell from Tomes of Evil. And uh, I'm here to give my thoughts on Moon Knight Disney Plus Episode 2, Summon the Suit. No, not Summon the Bye Beast, but Summon the Suit. <laughs> um, this one, another really good episode. Um, was not expecting Stephen to lose his job so immediately. Um, yeah, uh, what what to say? I love my God. I love the acting. It's so good between you know 
Oscar having to act with himself and being so different and their conversations seem natural. Like you have, you have Mark and you have Steven and you know, and how he's acting with Layla. He, you know, she does not believe him that he has this other altar and it's just killing him. Like he, he's breaking and we really see that right before a, a big reveal in the episode. But for a second, I want to talk about Ethan Hawke. You know, Ethan Hawke, he was in one of my favorite films of all time, a horror movie called Sinister, which I, if you guys haven't seen that, I, I recommend it a lot. It's, it's a genuinely scary film with very little reliance on violence or jump scares. It's built mostly on its dread and, um, God, Ethan Hawke's fantastic in this. Arthur Harrow, we learned that he was, he was a Moon Knight. That's, that's, that's something interesting. And, um, I just love that the villain is the only one in the show so far that understands what Steven is going through up to a certain point. It's, uh. It's really compelling. It's always compelling when the villain is relatable to your hero. And I don't mean like familial familial relation like Darth Vader. Um, but um, it, it, it makes you sympathize with the villain in a way that you wouldn't normally. And I like how up until that switch goes off where um, Harrow asks for the scarab. You're like, oh, this guy's kind of making sense. He's not all bad. And then Steven brings up the question. He's like, what about the children? He's like, you, you're okay killing the children. And that's when, uh, that's when the tables turn. And we see that this is a bad guy. Um, and, um, I think the portrayal of Mr. Knight is going to be pretty controversial. I didn't mind it at all because again, this is an adaptation. This is not the comic book. This is something new, but um, from what we've seen in the comics, Mr. Knight is either portrayed as like a, like currently he's just kind of like a, um, almost a host like he welcomes people into the midnight mission and all that. But in the past, like in the Ellis run, he's been more of this even more violent, sadistic version of Moon Knight. Um, and just an ass kicker that looks so elegant. And they, I love that comment about, oh, is he having a seizure? It's like, no, he's just a fancy drunk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but it's interesting that this is Stephen's Moon Knight, um, if that makes sense. Like, this is, when he summons the suit, he's this very dapper, you know, aristocratic Mr. Knight, and he has all the strength. We saw, we saw him bend the, the, uh, the bumper on that car. And, um, 
he uh, he just doesn't really know how to fight, but he did get one really good punch in. Um, and he's got the he's got the the truncheons. He's got the truncheons. Um, yeah, very excited to see where we go from here because it just continues to get more and more compelling. Um, they they know they did mention that um, you know Mark was a mercenary plural. He was a group a group of in a group of mercenaries that killed some archaeologists. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some uh, familiar faces from the comics. Also, I picked up on you know when when the Stephen hugs Crawley. That's the only time that we see Crawley break. And you could you could uh, interpret that as like, oh, he's uh, he's just kind of fed up. Because if he is just the street performer, he's like, geez, dude, I'm just trying to do my job. Leave me alone. But it also kind of seemed like he was looking at him like, I've got my eyes on you. Mm. Um, and I know somebody brought that up in the last panel episode. It's like, what if Crawley is kind of one of Mark's informants? Or... Even so, yeah, what if, you know, what if he's lingering in there? What if he's part of all these machinations? But anyway, uh, that's my thoughts. If I had to give this one a rating, I'd say uh, eight, eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. And laters, Gators. Yes. So thank you, Russell, for that. Sorry, a little late. That was on episode two. Um, but yes, make some, some great points. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Crawley, I, I just, before we, before we sign off guys, just want to get your thoughts on Crawley cause he didn't appear in this episode, episode three, but, um, how do you like this different take on him? Um, Paul? Yeah. Well, I guess the, the, what the street performer type in paint, you know, that, you know, that he was cast as, um, yeah, look, I guess given now that we've got a taste of Jake, you know, um, you know, I guess being that street smart, you know, the word on the street type guy and Crawley's, you know, was quite a good source of information. So will, will we see any more of him, you know, to come? So, but I, I actually liked, I liked the portrayal. I thought the, the look of him was very Crawley-like for sure. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think he was spot on with the casting. How about yeah. you, Scott? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving, you know, again, this is that thing of just throwing in different, you know, elements and aspects and version but I, did, I really like this idea of him being a street performer um yeah. and i like the fact they say he, he, he slightly breaks character by looking at him but like mm. doesn't say anything um yeah. and they clearly have a relationship because at one point i think it was in episode one like he brought him his dinner like yeah. he, he brought him a, mm. the sandwich and stuff and he knew what he ought you know his regular order so yeah. again they got more of a history yeah. um but yeah, I, I just like the design. I love the fact that the, the way mm. they could bring in this idea of this sort of like dapper looking sort of like street <laughs> hobo the, is by making yeah, with the monocle and stuff is yeah. by making him a street performer. I thought that's mm. a fantastic idea. So no, it was a good it's a, it's more of an Easter egg than anything else. I don't think it's gonna come back. Mm. It's not Mephesto, it's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think um, it's just it's just a nice little Easter egg yeah. that they're throwing in. Yeah, I I just think I I think I mentioned it to Noel. I just loved how the fact that in the comics he's so articulate and verbose yeah. in some ways. In here, he's like he's silent, yeah. but but he, <laughs> yeah. but he's an observer. He take he you know he is the guy on the streets. He knows what he 
um mm. you know he knows, knows what's happening potentially kind of has his ear to the ground that sort of thing um yeah uh yeah hopefully the Atlanta Resort will see him speak eventually uh it is it is he's is very enduring as well um the tea bag for certain it has tea bag and flies I, i've got to say it in <laughs> some capacity <laughs> so um uh, anyway guys we'll probably leave it at that i've, I've mm-hmm. probably held you you know prisoner for um i've held you in stone for for, t- for too long now but i've utterly enjoyed it i hope you've enjoyed it as well uh, so thank you so much for for coming on to the show and please come on anytime you we, we can make it um so thank you paul thank you no worries and thank you scott as well no cheers ray appreciate it no worries uh before we go as well uh scott do you want to would you like to plug anything give a shout out to anything yeah, cheap pop for uh, 20th Century Geek. Uh, you can find me and uh, the podcast on at 20th Century Geek. And the podcast is just me talking about everything, all everything that's sort of pop culture and content from the 20th century on all the podcast catchers. And also, uh, Stories at Time and Space is me and Julian Darius. Uh, each episode, we are talking about a sci fi uh, movie. We give it a breakdown and review it and discuss it in all kinds of different sort of themes and ideas. Uh, and that is also on all podcast catchers. Uh, and uh, yeah, look out because I will be coming. Oh, I will be back on this show with a book from Sequart, the yes. collection of essays on Moon Knight. So that is in the in the uh, the offing at the moment. Yeah, we'll definitely keep track of that. Um, I'll tap you on the shoulder, of course. Uh, let me know, uh, and, but also as well, links in the show notes for Twentieth Century Geek and uh, Stories Out of Time and Space. Um, awesome, awesome podcasts. Go check it out. Scott's got a a plethora. Of, of guests um great interactions uh paul is, is there anything else i mean anything that you'd like to plug uh, or anything you want to uh, shout out uh yeah no nothing to promote as such i'm nothing you know, know. Look, nothing to plug i'm just uh happy to, to promote uh i guess yeah. my love of the character moon knight um no worries really, a card no, 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 sorry no cars no no, no okay. definitely, not, definitely not a car salesman <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. no 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 thank you so much paul um it's it's been so cool to to be able to speak to you face to face so to speak um yeah, and uh, please yeah any any time that you can make it i'd love to have you on because i know that i know you are a huge moon knight lover um following you on instagram and stuff so uh yeah thank you so much thank you um no worries uh and again a big thank you to all our patronies as well i've got to give them a massive shout out so to odin daniel drew frank justin Derek, kyle wayne jordan josh james anthony russell michael mario gavin and matthew thank you so much you allow us to live stream you allow us to do all this kind of you know fancy bells and whistles um that we have so much fun doing and so much fun interacting and kind of trying to kind of augment the community, the Moonlight community. So it's great to be able to talk to people on the podcast as well as live comments and uh, and your feedback as well. Uh, a big shout out to our Patreon members as well, uh, Frank the Tank. Uh, and on Instagram, check out his Moonlight Visions. That's with a Z. Uh, Daniel Doings Fringe Night. You can support him at patreon.com slash fringe night 27. Uh, Drew Tombs, his music, awesome music. Uh, please check him out on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com com slash tombs with a z or on bandcamp that's lurk music with a ck dot bandcamp.com uh collectors uh sorry clz comics check them out at collectors.com to kind of get your collection into a nice coherent database and finally dreamland comics use the code moon and you'll get 20 percent off their online store uh finally we are members of the collective uh, i want to give a shout out to tv podcast industries go check out their amazing breakdown of the the episodes as well um we rebecca and i decided to do to shake up the format a bit because there's no point in trying to replicate what these guys do derek john and chris are on top of their game 
when they go through the Moon Knight episode. So please check it out. Links in the show notes for TV podcast industries. Among that as well, there are other great podcasts as well, Signal of Doom, uh, as well as uh, EMP, Earth's Mightiest Podcast, all that sort of stuff as part of the collective. Finally, you can email us at feedback at itkmoonnight.com. We've got a website, itkmoonnight.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal, and Podchaser. It's great to uh, to hear and interact with everyone who um, you know who loves Moon Knight. Uh, and just finally, the uh, Frank the Tank has mentioned hashtag Moon Knight Vision V I Z I O N I O N. I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, and with that, the next episode. Look, we got it wrong. Black, White, and Blood isn't out yet. It's not out till May 11. So next episode will be another reaction episode. Rebecca and I will be back reacting to episode four of the TV show, which should be one humdinger. I cannot wait. Um, so that will be fun. Keep an eye out for, on the podcast for when that is released. Well, it's going to be released shortly after the, the episode drops. Um, and, yeah, with that, everybody, thank you so much once again. And uh, as always, may Conchie watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.